Sponsorship for the Cradle Catholic is provided by El Padrecito Productions. Catholic evangelization with an urban flair. For more information, visit www.elpadrecito.org. If you're looking for quality music production for your film, your music, your podcast, or whatever the case is, contact my boy Sepper Mind at PeteRoseBeats at gmail.com. Time to take you sinners to church now. Ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros, from Music in Focus Studio, where we discuss music, faith, community, and tacos. This is the Cradle Catholic Podcast with your host, C26. Stay tuned, stay tuned, we can learn something. When we barbecue, the only time we burn something. My people with me and we never on our own. When we have a guest on, yeah, it's like we at home, uh. We talk with bros and with sisters and we all tight If it's about tacos, then we talking all night And if I'm honest, I'ma order me some fries Let's talk about hip-hop, talk about life, yeah What's up, everybody? This is C26, and thank you for joining me on The Cradle Catholic Got a, got a special guest today all the way from New York City. It's my dude right here. Um, when I think of Catholic hip hop, this dude is probably you know one of the t- first dudes that pops to mind, um, or that comes to mind. Uh, we've been knowing each other now for probably six, seven years. Real good friend of mine. And uh, every time I'm in New York, man, we kick it, man, we hang out, and uh, I really can't say enough, you know, about this dude, about how how much I appreciate the hospitality he always shows me when I'm out in his city, man. And uh, I, I'm just going to give it up right here to my boy, Brandon, the symbol, Morel. What's up, Brandon? How you doing? I'm good, bro. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, bro. I mean, all things considered, with all this COVID stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an interesting time. There's a lot to be considered, a lot of things. Yeah, um, man. I'm kind of wrapping up myself just a kind of week of rest because I mean the beginning of this well I think a lot of people um they were like well man we get to be home and things slow down like for me actually it all sped up you know oh yeah it was a lot and I kind of like slowed down like a couple weeks ago like you know with some of the ministry stuff but then particularly this past week was just like all right we're just gonna like chill family and like yeah, yeah. Everything. So, yeah, I'm just kind of wrapping up that and kind of reflecting into this next season, what that's going to look like. Speaking of which, man, you got a beautiful family nowadays, man. Wife, oh, man. children, right? Yep. Yeah. Real quick, before we go any further, man, I think it's I think it's only right, man, that we kick this off with some prayer. You know what I'm saying? Would you mind leading us in prayer, bro? Yeah, no, no problem. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for the gift of technology. You know, the, the gift of our brains and, and just, you know, our innovation as you've gifted us to be that us, as mankind would build something like technology that will build Wi-Fi and internet, internet and all these different things um, just as ways that we can continue. Um, because if we lived in any other time or season of history, uh, being and living through a pandemic, a time like this, people would be completely separate. And um, just thank you that we're able to still build and connect and uh, even, you know, in different places throughout the country. Um, And so I just ask that your Holy Spirit guide this conversation and that uh, what comes of this is truly your will. Um, 
something that it inspires whoever person may be listening now in the future anytime um just to have a closer and deeper relationship with you um, and just kind of a little light bulb will be sparked in many ways we ask mother mary you see and pray for us hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb Holy Mary, Mother of God, Mother of God pray, God, for, pray us for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 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 But thank you for that, bro. Kind of going back to this whole COVID thing, bro. It, it, I, I'm interested to know from your you know, perspective, because I know when New York was the hot spot for a minute, bro. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, worldwide music. You know, New York is this, this you know, spot where it's just popping with it, with the COVID. Um, what was that like, man? You know, a couple months back, I mean, was it like? Chaos? Well, I think it speaks. Yeah, well, I think it speaks to the culture of New York because, you know, the the biggest problem is being close proximity with one another, right? And so, New York, you're always on top of somebody. There's always people out, and it's and the movement and the motion and the energy is like. And so I think, um, when it first hit, and like basically the city was kind of shut down, you know, in general. Uh, that was weird. Like it just yeah. didn't feel like my like didn't feel like my city. Didn't feel like home. Didn't feel like what I was accustomed to. Um, you know, and then and, and it's weird even for me. Like I think everybody, even when they when you know the call from the bishop came, it was like okay for the parish offices to close. It was like okay, cool, we'll do that. And then like a couple days later, it's like no masses, and we're like oh okay, hold on, well, all right, what's going on with this? And then we thought, okay, a couple weeks, all right. And then here we are, you know, four yeah. months and change later. Um, and so I think what it's been for me is, I was just saying a, in, a little while ago that like things sped up for me, right? And so yeah. it, it's been an interesting place for me, like interesting checkpoint in my, my life, my walk with God, ministry, everything where, I started, like, I came to my faith in a way, like, one through, uh, you know, using my art form and things like that to go out and just kind of share what God had put on my heart. And so, you know, that traveling around and doing different things and, and God kind of worked on my heart that way. Um, was like, okay, well, look, I don't want you just to be the guy who shows up for an event and then is out the next day um I want you to be able to walk with young people kind of throughout and so kind of tugged on my heart to get into really get into local ministry I mean I was always I was like a catechist in the local parish and doing something I was involved in different ways like that but um being like full-time this is what I do um and then you know and so God kind of changed my heart I was like okay I want you to focus here locally and then because I know the traveling and the internet and everything like that, uh, how all that stuff works and social media, um, my local ministry then turned into back, like turned right back around, you know? And it was this funny moment where I was like, God, you funny dude, man. Like you, <laughs> you set me up in this place. And so the reason why it really got uh, quick for me was not only at the local parish, but literally throughout the diocese and everything like nobody knew what to do how do i set up a zoom call how do i do this how what are some effective things to do on social media how do so i set up a podcast the guy right it's literally what happened man i mean yeah, yeah so it just i mean it got it got real and then i mean let alone trying to teach 
the priests, deacons, and everybody at the parish how to connect and do those things. And um, it turned from just managing like the youth ministry's Instagram account to now I'm running the whole parish's Facebook page. I'm in charge of the live stream and the masses, yeah. all those things. And so, um, what's really cool to me about that though is it as active as you are with that local ministry and as active as you are in your parish ministry and their parish life and with the youth that are there, is it, it, you never lack in, in your your art, in the, you know what I'm saying, in the music. You still stay active and still keep pushing in the music, man. And that's always amazing to me because that's hard to find that balance, bro. How do you find the balance, man? I think because it's, it's, it's not separate from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, yeah. I think, we, it, so this this conversation I think is very similar to when people say things like separation of church and state, right? Or separation of religion and politics and or like if you're a complete person, like none of those things are really separated. You know, like Yeah, they all, they all kind of transcend. Yeah, they're all interacting within you in many ways. And so for me, I mean Again, because I wasn't raised in, in, in the Catholic faith, like my fr I, and I wasn't able to verbalize this years ago, but coming to understand it now, like my first form of self-reflection, of prayer, of those things, was me sitting right in bones, was me making beats, was me like that. That's that's the way that I learned how to pray, and so um, still to this day, I mean, yeah, I pray my rosary all the time. Y'all see me on the parish Facebook page, leading Divine Mercy Chapels. I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? All that other type of stuff. Like, yeah, okay, cool. I, do, I read my Bible every day. I meet my spiritual director once a week. Like, all of that stuff. But still to me, like, uh, the music and, and writing and creating, it's all just birthed from my self-reflection time. So the conversations I'm having with teens, the things that are happening at home, um, just how I'm experiencing life, a movie I watch, and it's just, it's my time to kind of just sit back and reflect and kind of like put it before God, like, okay, cool. And then when yeah. it comes out, you know, and then the funny thing is like, what comes out, like everything that the public hears, there's about, you know, 10 times the amount hidden in stories yeah. Yeah. that just was made, so. Well, let me ask you this here. Was there ever a point in time or was there ever any instance where maybe uh, a particular parish or a particular diocese didn't want to work with you because of the hip hop. Oh, all the time. <laughs> I think it's not till now that I've gotten a, and I think it's just one of those like weathering the storms over time and like, and, yeah, and just yeah. credibility has shown over time. Um, where in the beginning, there's so many people that were skeptical. I mean, I remember literally sitting in, like, there was a particular time I was sitting in a, a young adult office meeting it was like literally young adult ministers from like all over the diocese and they did everybody go around and introduce yourself and we're just like um brandon you know youth ministry young adult and uh, i'm a, and i'm a catholic hip-hop artist and like in unison the entire like room busted out in laughter like, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> and like there was one guy, man, shouts out to Gilbert, man. I've, I've known Gilbert for some years. He happened to be in the room. He was like, actually, no, he is. Like, yeah. you know, but it's, it's been a lot of those situations and instances that have happened. I mean, that one is people busting out laughing. There's times where it literally has been like, people talking about me behind my back kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a confession to make, bro. I got a confession to make right here. Um, and I've never told this to anybody, man. So this is the first time I'm saying this. I found myself being skeptical of hip hop in the church. 
I found myself being guilty of it. And it was at a concert that you and I were doing together in San Antonio, Texas, bro. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember- I remember that. that. I remember, you remember that. that? And, yeah, I remember that. Then we, were, we, had, we had an hour of adoration. And I remember that you were gonna do some, some, some rap before the Blessed Sacrament. And in my head, I thought, man, I don't know how that's gonna go. That's, I don't know. But then when you did it, you did it like in a spoken word type of form. And it, and it and it blew me away, and I was like, bro, dang, like that was that was nice, man. That was dope. That was that was reflective, and and it didn't throw anybody off, man. In fact, it really kind of enhanced the mood. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, it, it's really dope, man. How you can kind of use that art, and it doesn't take away from you know what I'm saying the uh, the the adoration or from the worship or from the being Catholic, there's like this standard, right? Of like, oh, if it's Gregorian chant, then it's right, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and then, and then you if there's the- Sometimes, right? You don't even realize yeah. it. It's kind of like, yeah. it's so deeply embedded in you that you don't even realize that it's there. And I think, and I think there's, there's, there's obviously the beauty to that, right? But um, one of the other beauties of us being Catholic is that we're Catholic, like right, the universal and like, in our in our approach and our styles and our charisms and things you know with obviously staying orthodox and staying true to the teachings and so forth but like the the styles by which we get there you know and i think i've been in a place where being in a place like new york city i'm so used to diversity that it's weird to me to see something that isn't you know um that like i remember the first time i was outside we had started an event um called the encounter and it was so the way, actually, the way that event, that monthly event came to be was I had performed at Catholic Underground, um, which is kind of big downtown New York City. Yeah, right there um, in Manhattan, right there in, uh, what's it, like 90th and 2nd or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's about Midtown, but, yeah, you know, it's yeah. kind of a kind of a hub for everything that happens out here. And so um, I performed there, and the week afterwards, uh, I met with my spiritual director, and I uh, was invited to eat dinner with the, the brothers, uh, the Dente missionaries. Right? Oh, no, not with the Franciscans. The Dente missionaries. Yeah, so it's okay. a different religious community. Um, and so, because that's you know, I've been connected to them throughout the years. I've been in spiritual direction with them. You know, I've had different rectors over time, but uh, for the past like nine, almost ten years now at this point. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, so I was invited to dinner with them, and they were asking about Catholic Underground. The superior, Father Robert, was just like. Man, that's good. There's nothing like that in the Bronx, man. We need something to, to feed the young adults. Why don't you start something? You know what? Matter of fact, you're in charge. It starts next yeah. month. <laughs> and the encounter was born. And so, um, yeah. but I remember a couple um, months into that, uh, maybe almost a year, you know, was trying to find, because we didn't have anybody there that would do the kind of, it's weird, it's traditional but the praise and worship, the guitar, the singing, that kind yeah, of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. um, it was always like trying to find a group from here or somebody and it was hard to get somebody to commit. And one day Father Rob was like, you make music, you lead it. And I'm like, Father, what I do is very different. <laughs> but it definitely challenged me also in other ways. I mean- That was in the Bronx, all right? East Bronx, yeah. Okay. Uh, not exactly fully in the North, but yeah. Okay, 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 for sure, for sure. Who were some of the, the, the people that kind of came through and, uh, you know, worked with you there? I know for I know for a fact, uh, our, our mutual friend, man, Alex Gautier, has been through 
Uh, Alex Benair, uh, Steve Aquino from, you know, Prison Basketball. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of people, man. We, there's, yeah, I mean, we focused because we didn't, it wasn't even like a thing we had like a budget. So it wasn't like, oh, we're going to fly people. It was just like literally tapping into local people, even like some of the youth and some of the teens. It became a place for them to share, you know, spoken word and put together skits and do different things like that. And so, um, yeah, no, it just, it was cool. I think one of the things that also made us different than Catholic Underground was after adoration, there would be sort of the small group breakout time before the artistic uh, presentation. And shouts out to Crystalline because she used to get local businesses to donate food every month. I don't know how she did it. She would go and, man, we had every time there was something. <laughs> what would you have? What are some certain things you had? Uh, I like talk about food, bro. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was everything, man. The local Dominican place. The, there was a catering hall that donated like pasta and stuff a couple times. There was Speaking of which, bro, you, man, I have you to thank. My life has never been the same, bro. I remember I'm in New York, bro. I'm in New York and and actually I was on the phone with you. And I can't remember, I think we were either in Brooklyn or Bronx, or wherever the street called Rosedale is at. I'm, I think it's in Bronx, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the phone with you and you told us, have you ever had my phone bro? I said, I don't know what that means, but did you discuss that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're like, no, I didn't discuss you that, man. No, no. Uh, Fogo, man, you got to try it out. You, you sent me to the spot out there, bro. And, you know, it's so me and the whole Foundation fam. All of us ordered Mofongo uh, based off your recommendation. <laughs> and, That's funny. bro, it was, it was great, bro. And then uh, uh, I remember going back with you um, another time in Washington Heights. If you remember yeah. that concert out there, Wash Heights. We were with Father Rosado, remember Father that. Father Rosado and I, we all walked over to that spot um, and we ate that mofongo. And if you remember, man, Nate G was with me that night. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And we're walking back to the church, man. It's a funny story. Walking back to the church and Nate G burps like loud, bro. And he says, man, I'm still burping up that mofongo. But it still tastes good. It still tastes good. <laughs> well, like I said, man, I, I got you to thank for that, man. My life's never been the same ever since I got introduced to my phone girl, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> What's better, man, the Dominican or the Puerto Rican version, bro? Uh, I think it just depends. Whoever doesn't make it dry, like, you know, because sometimes, you know, if it don't got the right sauce, then it's... Hey. Yeah. So you're, you're mixed, though, right? Puerto Rican and Dominican, right? Yeah, well, my my father's side of the family is from DR. My 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 mom's side is from Puerto Rico. Um, but both of them were born here. You know what I'm saying? And then like on my mom's side, my grandmother was born here, and my grandfather moved here when he was like eight or something like that. Um, and so you all have deep roots, man, in, in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more I'm more New Yorkian than anything else. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean. It's funny, like even, and then, you know, my father, uh, just drama on my Dominican side of the family, um, really distanced himself from a lot of families. So, I mean, I didn't grow up as much with that side. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to your early childhood, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so you raised, you baptized Catholic, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Baptized, yeah. You were never really practicing your faith, so to say. How, how did you kind of get involved in the faith, man? After after having you know lived a life where you weren't so active with it. 
Yeah, so again, so I, it's not till afterwards that I actually reflected on these things, right? So uh, as a kid, it was like, oh yeah, well, you got to do this thing and you get dressed up for first communion pictures, but we don't ever go to church, you know, you know what I'm saying? But you got to take these classes and do this thing for this one year. And then afterwards, we ain't going to mass again, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was never said that way, but it's just what happened, you know? Um, and then again, confirmation time comes around. Oh, well, I, I feel like a lot of Latinos have this where you have a cousin that really isn't your cousin. It's just a family friend <laughs> and that's your titi, but she's not really your titi. So yeah, it was that kind of, um, so my cousins had done their confirmation, quote unquote, the year before. And they're like, oh yeah, well, you got to do it. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that is. What is it? We don't know what it is, but you got to do it. Like, <laughs> you know, um, and particularly in the parish where we did it, they would get like these robes done. And again, I didn't think this through at the time. Um, this is in hindsight, looking back. But they would have the robes with like your, your saint that you chose, right? Only thing is, I didn't choose a saint. They were just like, your cousin did it last year, so we ain't paying for the robe. You're going to use his saint. Who was the saint? I think it was St. Thomas, and I know, and I only know now because I look back at pictures and I saw it on there. But um, so okay, fast forward. Um, I know in different dioceses they do it at different times, but uh, in middle school when I got confirmation. So going into high school, I um, so at that time I was already rapping, I was already recording, I was already doing all that. And so I had, and not for nothing, it was that it was that time, like it was, that was the bow wow like little Romeo era, you yeah. know? And so, so the, you were doing secular at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was because I was I wasn't in my faith at all. Um and I'm only what 13. <laughs> and oh, so yeah. I'm like and um I'm just yeah I'm just in in my head I was like ah oh, well I don't care about school because I'm gonna get signed and I'm gonna be you know what I'm saying? And so my mom um my parents were going through some things but again I didn't I wasn't really paying attention to that. My mom was trying to get me into a better high school rather than just going to a public school. And so she had me like taking tests for like some of the private schools and doing certain things, signing up for scholarships and all stuff. Um, and so I wound up getting into Catholic school uh, with the scholarship, paid off most of it. And so it was just a better academic option. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like the faith association of it. But um, anyway, being there, uh, I had some really good religion teachers my freshman, sophomore, junior year. Um, kind of like formation type teachers. Yeah. Yeah, this was the time where I, I mean, obviously in high school, you're already questioning a lot of things. Um, and there's this stuff going on with my parents. My freshman year was when my parents actually divorced, you know? And so, um, I'm, you know, and then you're hearing these things and you're kind of just reflecting at the same time rapping, right? And so like, this is all a dialoguing with each other. Um, sophomore year, I remember Miss Jenna, and it actually, ironically, um, her first name was Chiara. She was an Italian lady, um, which my daughter's named after now because it was one of the first foundational like things where it was like some breakthrough moments. Like I remember, like you know, like just just little little conversations with, with this religious teacher, this lady. Um, fast forward junior year, I had Mr. Duncan who had this crazy like testimony. He used to be on drugs, was in the streets, was like telling the story, like he was homeless and turned his life around. Anyway, boom, he's our religion teacher. He would share kind of 
And so here's like a first major moment. I'm a junior year of high school. I mean, there's some like a major, major checkpoint. I'm a junior year of high school. I um, have this religion teacher who's sharing this testimony of his life turned around. And then at the same time, then he starts bringing up St. Padre Pio, right? And it was just like the most bugged out moment because I'm like, nah, this ain't true. Like, what? My man's did what? And I'm, I'm like hearing all these like mystical things and I'm like, and it kind of awakened this childhood like thought of like being a superhero, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so it was the first light bulb, I remember. Fast forward a couple months, um, the parish that was connected to the school, because that, that particular parish and school, they have the elementary Catholic school, they have the all-girls Catholic high school, the all-boys, you know? Yeah. Um, they were starting youth group, youth ministry, and this little nun sister came and she was just giving out flyers. And, and I honestly, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was a place to hang out, get free pizza, chill, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And so I showed up with a few of my boys, my girl, whatever, and we just hung out there. And it, from that one event led to every week and then you know you go on this retreat and that retreat yeah just god tugging at my heart all in the process fast forward to my senior year of high school um you know although i was having those experiences being a part of youth group again that wasn't a part of my home that also wasn't a part of like my immediate environment so, so it wasn't so so consistent it was just kind of mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was I was there at youth group every week, and I started taking myself to mass every week because um, I knew something was there. Yeah. But uh, making that practical in your life, nah. You know, I mean, you. I mean, if you go to youth group, I mean, I, and this is like me being a hundred percent real and honest. Like, literally, where the church was on the corner, like, was the building of my boy Smokey, and just <laughs> on his name, you yeah. could tell the types of things that happen in that home. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, bro. And for so, sure, I um, yeah, I mean, you're in the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, it's just, it was a mixture of a lot of those different things. And so, anyway, uh, my my high school girlfriend, who I was with for a couple of years, gets pregnant, had my son. Um, I graduated from high school, 18. And um, we go through some extra drama. We break up. At the same time, the sister, then asked me to come and help out with this youth rally they went through. She knew, like, again, she was like, well, maybe you can MC or something, you know, since I had a rap background and all that other stuff. You could put it together. Like, all right, cool. And so I came initially back just to do that one event. Then it led to, like, hey, well, you know, help us from week to week. Hey, why don't you become a core member? Hey, and I don't know why this nun trusted me so much. Like, I'm going to be. And then, like, and then got to the point um, where there was a, I was kind of at this crossroads. So I get, like I said, me and my son's mother was split and my son was going, I'm trying to figure out financially. I'm trying to figure out a bunch of things. I'm helping out a youth group. I'm seeking this like art, you know, not only rap career. Cause I was also doing like a clothing line with another friend and doing I had a couple other hands and other things. But, um, then at the same time I meet at work because I was working for this uh, nonprofit that like went into schools and they did uh, just like theater programs. Um, so literally, I mean, it was one of the cool, coolest jobs I've had. Like 
um, Adam was like, hey, well, I want you to make beats with the kids. And so literally they gave me laptop, things like that. And I would go make beats, record with them and like basically just write songs with elementary school kids. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, after school and I mean, at 18, you know, I was getting paid good to do it too. I had, they had me teaching another class, comic book class, but I was drawing and doing that stuff. But um, I was like, oh, okay, I'm cool. I meet this dude, uh, Dyron, who was, you know, kind of nowadays people, the nuns, they're like kind of not associated with anything, you know, N-O-N-E-S. Um, so he studied every major world religion, right? Like, I mean, when he, his stepfather growing up was a Methodist pastor. Um, he became Muslim at one point. Then he was seeking an acting career, met a Buddhist monk in, um, like and he moved into the monastery he, he sold all his thing went across like literally like and not just like read a book i'm talking about like lived in those places and so um then he winds up getting baptized and he understands like this understanding with christ but he's kind of like uh just confuses he was creating this space where people of different religions could dialogue right and he would hold these yeah. things once yeah. people would have a conversation you know um and that's important yeah yeah for real and so like He's, there's another layer there happening where I'm like questioning and living deeper, right? At the same time, this is, I'm about 19 at this point. Um, at the same time, I'm working in this one school. I met this dude, Ishmael, who was the youth minister at Pentecostal church. He's the first dude who introduced me to Christian hip hop, okay. you know? All this time in between, I was, st I was still doing secular, it was conscious hip hop, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. Who was, who was that first Christian rapper you heard? All the like main stuff, you know, I mean, all the 116 click stuff, plus like the truth and like all of those, the guys yeah, are yeah. big, you know, um, yeah. rapzilla.com at the time, like all of that stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. um, so at first I'm like, cause a couple people say, oh, you should do that. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, nah, that's corny, you know, and then I listen to a couple, I'm like, okay, this is kind of good, whatever. Um, again, at the same time, I'm having with this guy and having these like interspiritual dialogues, helping out at the local parish. And I start dating a Hindu girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so put yeah. this on the mix. So, um, but she, she's Hindu, but she went to Catholic school her entire life. And so she like had some framework or some stuff. And so we get into these deep discussions about a bunch of stuff. And it led, it led me like literally there's times I would like get off the phone or like we would go out to eat or something, I'll go back and I literally just like would pick up the catechism and I was just like, what, what is this, you know? Yeah. And um, at the same time, I remember the, the Pentecostal youth ministry, I went to some of their services. They had Christian hip hop concerts at their church like all the time and stuff. And um, there was some dope things that happened there. Like there's some, like it was impacted in certain ways, but I couldn't shake. One of the main things I couldn't shake was my, from my the youth group foundation and sister um, adoration like I just there was some moments that I've had throughout the years before adoration I was like nah that's real like there's something there um, so I literally started taking myself to adoration once a week I was just like I'm gonna just go and I was yeah, yeah. Um, like outside yeah, of that listeners bro they don't know exactly what adoration is because uh, a lot of my mm -hmm. listeners are maybe not even walking a uh, faith life or might be Protestant. So can you give it just a brief, brief explanation? Of yeah, well, well we, we, we as Catholics believe that 
in full presence, right? John says, right? So that, um, that you know, when he says, this is my body, it's not like a symbol. It's not something, uh, you know, just a cool saying or anything like, no, that literally becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, right? So now a lot of people look at that like it's crazy. And I mean, I can understand why, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, um, but I was having these moments again so like to put it in for perspective for me where like god was just revealing himself to me and it, it, every time like i would get in the presence of the blessed sacrament so adoration is um that host that was consecrated at mass um it's putting this thing called monstrance it's just comes from this word like it's basically the same root word as demonstrate right it just means to yeah. show yeah, to yeah. show and so uh it's just like Christ is put up on the altar and it's just like the same way me and C26 are kicking it on this call. I get to sit in God's presence and kick it with him. Exactly, you know? man. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I mean, I mean, obviously there's different ways you can get in his presence, being at home, reading scripture. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a unique, uh, he makes himself present in a, in a unique way. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was about in to a, get in at. A, in a real and unique way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was something that was just showing itself. Although I was, I literally was dialoguing across the board, you know, yeah. with religion, spirituality. Um, I mean, even, I mean, I'll go as far as like some of the people that are part of the, the, those sessions, you know, with practice indigenous beliefs, like things like some people consider themselves Egyptologists or they would practice like Yoruba, Ifa, like different, they would do like ancestral drummings and like those types of things, yeah. you know? So like, I literally like, again, flower baths, like all of that type of stuff which some people like as guys like oh my god ah stay away but honestly like in dialoguing with those people it actually made me search deeper you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. um in the midst of all those things again one of the prevailing things for me was like okay there's something real about being christ's presence you know blessed sacrament there's something real about that right um yeah. and so i started taking myself there once a week all right, everybody, we're taking a quick break to shout out to the sponsors, El Padrecito Productions, Separate Mind Productions, Reach Architect. Thank you for support, and thank you for making this program possible. Let's get back to the business. For my 21st birthday is when I announced, like, I'm going to be a Catholic. So it just, like, it, da it dawned on me, like, boom, this is what I'm going to do. So, yeah, and I mean, I mean, it was funny. When I made the announcement, there was absolutely nobody Catholic in the room. I was, it was literally like... Uh bar lounge in Harlem and like and all these and I'm like this is what I'm gonna do and being universal and connecting with people and sharing Christ's love whatever I like I had this whole thing and like they were all rocking with me like they all so but, let me ask you this here man New York is kind of known as, as as the mecca right of, of hip-hop this is mm -hmm. like where, where hip-hop all started you know everybody's influence in the beginning came from New York right um have you ever thought about it you know, the fact that at this time, you know, and even now to this day, you, you're one of the first, you know, one of the, uh, one of the few that and started this kind of new, new subgenre of, of hip hop, even a subgenre of Christian hip hop, man, coming, especially coming from that mecca of hip hop. Is that kind of monumental in a way to you? I, honestly, I've never thought through it that far. I mean, just like I said, for me, it was literally, it's been as simple as like, this is a part of who I am. It's not even like, some people say like, oh, this is a cool thing I'm going to do. Rapping is not something I do. It's like, 
it's an expression of who I am. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's a very different approach. And so me being from New York, me being from the Bronx, I know all that stuff has influence on it. I mean, we, we can't avoid it without being, we have to be honest that there's been a big racial tension in our country, you know? And, and, and the church uh, has not been immune from it. Oh uh, yeah, facts. Um, yeah. But like, it wasn't until I started traveling that I started seeing more of that. Like, it, it was almost like I was, not that it doesn't happen here in New York, because obviously I've been cops racially profiled as a teen, like stopped, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's places in New York, even me doing like, you know, I was going to speak and kind of do some music stuff for youth group. And just because that particular parish, that particular area was uh, non-minority, let's just say that way. Um, I showed up. Yeah, I showed up and I'm on the flyer for the event. And one of the people asked me to leave. Like, you know, like I've had, I've had those experiences. So it's, it's not that it's immune to it here in New York, but it's not as prevalent. You know, like even I remember elementary school, going to school in Harlem. Um, like there's things that, you know, I, I learned about indigenous culture and like that, like that was my first, the Eurocentric way of thinking wasn't my first way of thinking, you know? And so, but I didn't realize that again until I started traveling around. Um, and so yeah, that, that, all of that stuff is like kind of mini examples of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure, bro. So uh, as far as your travels, man, you mentioned the travels, what are some of the favorite places you've been so far? And you, I mean, it's always cool to travel because you get to meet so many people. You get to interact with people. Probably hands down, my favorite experience was in Berlin, in Germany. Um, the conference there, one, it was, again, it was people from 20 different countries across the world coming together to talk um, yeah, about yeah. different issues, particularly education, how those things go. And I got to perform and speak and connect with a lot of those people. And it was cool, like that environment of everybody was really there to be out. And just like, the culture of Berlin, like the way it is, even walking throughout the city, like I, it had a really, really lax vibe, you know, yeah, yeah, um, that, sure. that I enjoyed. Um, so that that's one of them. Um, Cyril Malabar Catholic community down in Tampa, Florida, they brought us in and it was interesting. They were like, no, you're the ones who can connect with our teams. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. and like the other stuff, like, no, you know, we, and so anyway, um, being around them and like, they, uh, there was, there was just something about like, just their, 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 the family atmosphere and how inviting they were and like, you know, I, that that was kind of a big thing for me, you know? Um, I mean, I go back and forth down there to Texas all the time, especially down in Houston. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, as far as, like, the different places you travel to, what are some of the things you've liked in these different places? Like, the food, the people, the culture, what, what, what are some of the things that you've liked that are different from New York? They, like, wow, this is different from what I get to do in New York. Hmm. Well, I guess the change of pace, that's anywhere I go outside. Yeah. It all slows down, and I'm like, oh, y'all are chilling. So, I mean, that's that's a big thing um, as a whole. It was funny that, that I think it's the same time. Um, yeah, it was the same time you were just talking about. In San Antonio, uh, we went down there for that event, and uh, my boy Stefan, DJ I Do Sounds, was with me, and he had the Six Flags, like, 
season. Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember that. And so, yeah. And so we went to Six Flags the day before, and that was actually one of my best like <laughs> experiences at an amusement park ever. Like <laughs> just as a random thing. I remember you were sunburned, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I forgot, yeah. man. You were sunburned. I remember that that, that day at that show. You were like, yeah, man. If I look a little toasty. It's because we went to Fiesta, Fiesta, Texas or some of that. I think it was Fiesta, Texas, right? And I was like, nah, nah, dude. Well, you were, you were joking around, obviously. But yeah, I mean, uh, I remember you were kind of sunburned. So that's why I remember you going to that, that theme park, man. That was hilarious, bro. Yeah, and it was the most random thing. Like I said, it was like we got there a day early. Like, what are we going to do for a day? Well, I got season passes. The Six Flags right here. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, um, what's up? Yeah, shout out to Ideal Sounds, man. Going forward with this mm-hmm. music, the ministry, what are kind of your goals and the visions of, of what you have, you know, what you want to do, um, both in music and in ministry? One of the things that I've realized living in an urban area is that there's no materials like to really cultivate the faith, right? And so even, I mean, there's good stuff, there's good stuff in general, but there's not good stuff that uh, culturally connects most of the time when people bring up this conversation they're talking about like the race issue and they just want to see like blacks and latinos faces on there that's not what i'm saying at all what i'm saying is in an urban context it doesn't matter someone can be dark skinned but still speak very proper and have proper etiquette and still not convey the message of christ in a way that would connect with inner city children you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like sure. that's not gonna connect with my kids. If you ain't like, yo, bro, what's good? Like, yeah. they, they're not, and so, one of the things that, that God has put on my heart is, I think the long-term of all this is to be able, going beyond the parish, right? From developing the local ministry of creating the materials or just having influence in some materials that then could assist that in a bigger way you know um so that means everything from the music to the videos to the books that are written the visuals like um it should should have and so that that's really where my heart is at you know um for me as music one of the things that has been interesting about this covid time is like i had teens kicking with me in the office um outside of youth group and like we were making beats and recording stuff with them and to me that stuff was more important than me going and like recording my own song you know what i'm saying so those little skits and those little things that we were doing like i want to do more of that because you ever see yourself doing like artist development with with these young kids oh yeah for sure like definitely that's that's not even a question um you know i think of the effectiveness I mean, I thought of this way back when it was me and DJ Idea Sounds and Rebels and Bueno and like we were traveling around. Like I was trying, like again, I was trying to build up more. Like it wasn't about me going out to share. It was about like, hey, let's kind of create a whole wave of this whole thing. Well, that's that's one of the things that I admire about you, bro, is you're a leader, man. You're a leader. I think you just naturally lead, man. You're a leader who follows, right? You follow Christ. People just kind of naturally look to you for direction or for for leadership, man. And so I like that you've always kind of looked out for dudes around you. You know what I'm saying? That's always been something that I that I noticed about you that I admired, man. I'm like, yeah, man, that's 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 real. That's that's commendable. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, so I, I appreciate that. You know, the, the way you worked with Burbells, the way you worked with Bueno, like you said, the way you worked with, with just everybody who came around you. You never turned anybody away. And they wanted to work, you're like, boom, I got something for you, bro. Yeah, and that's one of those things that caught me a lot of criticism early on, too, because it wasn't, you know, I never checked credentials. You know what I'm saying? Like, whereas, like, everybody, like, okay, when you go do a diocesan event or do something, they're always like, oh, well, you need a letter of good standing from a priest and you got to make sure you have say I didn't think like that in the very beginning I was just like man I love Jesus you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I this is the way that I express myself and like anybody else that wants to connect and ride with it let's go like I get that to a certain extent man as far as like checking backgrounds or as far as like you know all that type of stuff I think it can go overboard man sometimes because I'll be first to admit Sometimes I don't even like dealing with some of these parishes and dioceses, man. It's like, bro, like I've had to go, even if my um, certification is up to date, they don't want to accept it. You know, they're like, well, you need to go get a, a more, a newer certification, but it's still good for another two years. What are you talking about? Uh, do you do this to people that are not rappers, right? You know, or is it just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And so I think you go a little overboard, man, but I do see, at the same time, no. I do see that there's some value to. No, there's a need with everything to make sure, especially with keeping young people safe. Exactly. You know, there's a yeah. need for that stuff. And so I'm not, I'm not criticizing that part. What I'm just saying is I didn't think like that. I'm just, I didn't, or I, I didn't think about like, oh, was this person really spiritually ground? I didn't even think about that stuff. You know, it was just like, okay, you want to do this? Let's go. You know, yeah. like yeah. it was, it was really that simple. You know, I mean, over the years. There's people that I have been involved in some other stuff, you know, like yeah. that uh, been sketchy. Let's just say it that way, you know. I mean, I still love them in Christ, and a lot of times, because of them doing that, I've been looked at a certain type of, you know, as if I was the one going out there doing it. But it was like, man, I just. Well, I think a lot of times what people you know, don't realize is it's not that you're involved in that. It's not that you're condoning that. It's just coming from where we come from, bro. That type of stuff doesn't spook us. Yeah. Like, hey, man, like, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me. It's not, it's like, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't like what they're doing, but where I live, there's 10 million dudes doing the same thing. You know, yeah. it's just something I kind of like see all the time. So it doesn't, it doesn't scare me away. Is, is that kind of how you kind of? You know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And I think also, um, you know, there's people who were doing ministry in different ways, whether it was youth ministry, whether it was music, whether it was different things, um, that they kind of got taken up by the world, so to speak, you know? And um, and there was some people that were even around me that, you know, when I look back, I'm like, man, maybe I could have did this, or maybe I could have connected them to this, or all those kinds of things. But, um, you know, I mean, it just didn't happen that way. But I know I've been criticized for some of that stuff too. Man, we're gonna get into some of your music right now, right? I pointed this out at the beginning of the conversation, man. When I think about MCs, man, I think about Catholic rappers, man. One of the first names that comes to mind, man, the symbol, my boy Brandon, right? And I tell people all the time, man, you're one of my favorite bar spitters, bro. One of my favorite lyricists, you feel me? And and so, uh, in fact, I remember there was one line that I've told you before, I think, there's one line that always comes to my mind, bro. Like, I, at least probably once a day, I think of this bar in my mind, bro. That's how much of an impact it had on me. You say something along the lines of like, um, 
made in his image. What can you tell me? Spirit Instagram looking like God's selfie. And I'm like, bro. I forgot about that line. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that line, bro. And I was like, man, that's a dope bar. Why didn't why didn't I think of that one, bro? That was, that was <laughs> You know what I mean? But with that being said, man, um, I think it's I think it'd be a, I think it'd be dope, man, if you could spit some acapella bars for us yeah. today, man. Would, would you be willing to do that for me, bro? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Hey, right, so look. I know the gift I got and who gave it. Beat drop, I rap, they just make faces. Nose and mouth twist up like it's stinking. Snicker ball raps, I know what they craving. Switch they think into in a caveman. That comes from indigenous training. Rhythm of the drum, I hum on make statements. Speaks to the basic, push them towards saintly. Why you think there's so much pushback from Satan? In this territory and still demon slaying. Combine this skill with all of God's graces. Y'all just mad, y'all can't control praises. I'm the type to step out the margins. You the type to to stay in compartments. I'm the type to let the spirit arson. You the type to type up a contract. That is why you look at me Martian. That is why the people see God sent. This is how I lift up the orbit and you stay implanted in your office. I'm out on streets reaching more kids. You're allowing souls to become corpses. All I know is my soul's been offered to the only one who can support it. Christ calls your name, you ignore it. Cause you comfortable acting corporate. But all this does is cause more sin. So so you verse me, you should forfeit. I'm on target market, y'all on red magic carpet flies from me, y'all park it. Unfortunate in this tournament, I'm inordinate, cause God got this. Grace in this place, it blooms orchids. Before no one would bet on my horses. But now in this race, you eat more dust. My organs filled with resources to survive in this urban forest. The times we live in historic. These bars right here don't need chorus. Speed of the hair, endurance of tortoise. New York to Spain to Honduras. They hear these rhymes, they see gorgeous. Hang pictures in mental office that explain the fulfillment of the Torah. More storage to receive all intended for me. Invest in my talents. Double back and flip with theatrics. Cause real talk, these balls are euphoric. I'm recording often. Proceed with caution. Increasing on beats. Released endorphins. Making Satan torment with no endorsements. I offer all of my life. None of it's boring. I receive more than the set portion. Next evolution predicted by Dawkins. I am the proof that a new day is dawning. These sayings weigh as Rose Marlin. Cause I'm joking, poking with content. Got the hunger of those that's been locked in. Never obey the sayings of Simon. At any moment, God chimes in. Cause my environment in alignment with the light that's rising on horizon. Do you hear me now? Good Verizon. Mike Tyson biting off air fighting. The mic I yield like Triton. Striding brightest, vibrant lightning. Rhyming. I am Zeus striking Poseidon. This flow got muscle. Dwayne Johnson. In Compton, Kimball slice right beside him, and and Bison fighting violent. On top of that, yeah. they just released the Kraken. Put my flow in the ring and beats Cassius, floating like a summertime fat kid in the backyard pool of grandparents. Sting like a hornet with the talent. Vibrate the rip, the scale damage. Stomp the ground, this is Hulk smashing. Strong man winning beauty pageant. Now I cross over when rapping. I rap like thanks be to God. Bless you, I sneezed and I coughed. Stay rich, cause Christ paid the cost. I'm all that, you just Drake and Josh That boy right there, he went off This is carrying torch in your cross Made people scream out, my God This symbol, man, he got bars Hey, bars, bro, <laughs> bars Hey, that's what I'm talking about, bro That was that was some classic hip-hop That was some OG hip-hop right there, bro That's what's up, bro And I think that's a good kind of a A good transition into, uh, into the music, man 
Can you introduce the song? Tell us a little bit about it and, and introduce it. So it's performing a lot of places, and particularly it was the Diocesan Youth Event in Newark, New Jersey. And I remember walking off the stage and was like, man, I don't think these kids liked it. Like, I don't know what's going on. And one of the adults came up to us afterwards and goes, man, this was great. These kids, they've never seen anything like this. The only thing they've ever been exposed to is worship. And we put them in front of adoration for three hours the past couple of years. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, what would it look like to find the middle ground between worship and hip hop? And so the song was written from the perspective of like, this is a worship song. And then like the verses are testimonials. You know what I'm saying? So. Dope, dope. Last words, lift my hands. It's uh, Jesus' last words on the cross. Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. Not me. His last words by the simple. So I lift my hands to the sky and I surrender my soul. Yeah. 
there you have it, guys. That was Last Words by The Symbol. Again, go to his YouTube page and watch the video, man. Um, be The Symbol on YouTube. Uh, dope, yeah. dope song. One of my favorites, man. One of my favorites. Yeah, y'all can listen. It's also on the Apple Musics and Spotify's and all that stuff. So, yeah, 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 for sure. How, how do they find you on Spotify? Uh, the Symbol. The Symbol. <laughs> it's in The Symbol, yeah. Man, that leads us into this portion of the conversation, man. You and I, man, are the same and that we're hip hop heads, bro. Like, we kind of like eat, sleep, and breathe hip hop sometimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I got some questions, man. I, I get to these debates with people all the time about who's the best or who's the best lyricist, who's the best producer, who's the best, what's the best album of all time. So I want to get your your opinions, right? So I'm going to start off with, with one that's highly debatable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm gonna ask you, I'm just go ahead and ask you straight up, man. Who are your top five MCs all time? Personal favorites. So top five people that have influenced me. So uh we're gonna go. It's Nas, number one. Okay. Um I'ma say <clears throat> Kanye. And that's I know a lot of people are gonna people that can go either way. Kanye man. Again. Not just the rapper, artistry. Think of all those other categories I was just saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everything, yeah. Everything, everything. I mean, yeah. stepping outside the box, creativity, so on and so forth, right? Um, cannabis. Ooh, <laughs> man. Yeah, like... I like, that. I like that, bro. I like the cannabis. Yeah. Lyrically, to me, like, cannabis is just a beast. Yeah. That dude <laughs> just... He was just eating dudes, man. When he was battling with those dudes, man, he was... I thought he ate LL, bro. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, okay, okay, so cannabis, okay. Yeah, I mean, probably some of the best freestyles to me of all the time. But, okay, uh, um, I'm, I have to put Pac and for a lot of reasons. Like, you know, um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of levels to that. Um, cultural influence, the leadership, you know, beyond the music, you know, um, I'm one of those people when people say like hip hop saved my life like literally that's not like a, a saying <laughs> you know and, and Pac is one of the reasons for that that would take a lot longer to explain um and the last one a lot of people probably wouldn't know but it was one of my most influential artists like coming up teen into high school this dude named Mickey Fax he's from Bronx New York he uh he actually like way back was on a double XL freshman cover and he's just one of those dudes that never crossed over fully, you know? Um, but Mickey, like big. Like <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah, I was gonna see uh, I thought I was gonna hear big pun in this one, man. Uh, no, I like I like pun. I mean I yeah, I mean it's it's hard when you if we were to break down these categories a little bit more, but like top five artists, like hip hop artists that influenced me, yeah. that would be that would be all right now being the word latinos right who, who are your favorite your top five latino rappers bro oh that's hard okay I'll <laughs> hey um well there you're gonna have to put pun um joel ortiz dope, um, dope yeah uh let's see is cypress in there for you man be real send off i never really listened to them like that i'm just being honest man. okay 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 um what about bad joe Joe is dope in some instances, in some ways, you know. Yeah. Cuban um, Link, beatbox, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe Cuban Link. I, I've actually never thought of this one. So this is actually I'm thinking off the top of my head. I've never thought of this one. 
Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pitbull don't even get an honorable mention, man. Wait, Pitbull can get though, man. He actually can. His first album, he had some 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 hitters on that one, bro. No, I mean I've even heard Pitbull mixtapes before he got signed. Like he actually yeah. could rap, yeah. but uh, uh nah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make it easy, man. We'll just we'll go into to the next question, right? Let's talk about production, man. Who's some of your favorite producers, man? Give me three. three so my top my top producer of all time uh, to me is Timberland. I think Timberland is just yeah. versatile as heck. Like yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Ooh, that's hard. Okay. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm go five because because that's okay. Because okay. Dre Dre has to be in this conversation, right? Doctor Dre. Dr. Dre has to be in this conversation. Yes. Um, Pharrell. I oh, think again, for the versatility. Um. Man, who would be like the net, like? You feeling Swiss beats? I think Kanye. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking Kanye is probably one of them. But I'm I'm, th- I'm trying to before I even say Kanye, I was thinking. Um, yeah, people like uh, the the Dungeon Family. Yeah, I'm thinking like almost like the Alchemist. You know what I'm saying? Because that's oh. that gritty like New yeah. York. There's some stuff like that that I need to have in my catalog. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, like sure. something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Man, you know, personally for me, man, when it comes to production, if it was just up to me for my own production, I would be perfectly happy with having production for people like The Alchemist and DJ Muggs and RZA mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. OG Styles and, uh, you know, that grimy, just real you know, uh, gutter hip hop type stuff, man. I, I like that, bro. And that's my yeah. favorite stuff, man. Of course, I, I realized that the whole world doesn't think like me. So, you know, I'll get mm-hmm. a little stuff into this a little bit more uh, uh, universal, a little bit, I mean, but yeah, yeah, I, I feel you on the alchemist for sure, bro. Okay, let's go back to the, like, I'm not gonna listen to Gregorian chant while I work out. You know what I'm saying? I need like some DMX or something like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I need some of that, and then there's times where I just kind of like want to vibe and kind of listen. So yeah, I, I like a little bit of it all. Okay, okay. Now, now let me ask you this here. Uh, we talked about your favorites and your lyricists and some of that. Um, let's talk about albums, man. Give me five albums that were really just kind of like to you were like, mm. bro, these are just classics that have, I, I, I have to continue listening to forever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna go back to when I said I said Nas and Kanye. First two albums I ever bought with my own money. I was, I was in middle school. To this day, I've realized how much they influenced me. It was Nas's Godson album and um, College Dropout. You know what oh, I'm saying? So, yeah. so I'll start with those. So, man, Mickey Fax had a couple of them. It's funny because Mickey originally dropped them as mixtapes, okay. but they were all originals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um. Love, I can't remember the order of this, but I think it's like Love, Lust, Lost, or something like that um, from Mickey. Um, okay. I think just at the time when that came out, there was a lot that I related to. Um, okay. okay. You could throw in like a couple of Eminem albums. I mean, there's a bu- like a bunch of them, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't mention them in, in, in that original thing. Because um, I think I'm in a place where I don't know if this is going to sound bad or not. But I think I've grown past Eminem because of his content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not because of his skill set, 
and not not only like when he's being like vulgar and stuff. I'm just even like, I don't emotionally connect even with like his deep songs anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. yeah, yeah. So so yeah, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, bro. Like that's oh. gotta be on my top five. That's gotta be on everybody's top five. That's gotta be on my top five for sure. When I think of these albums, man, I think of albums like like uh, AT Aliens by Outkast. Oh, that's a good album too. Yeah, Wu Tang Forever. Yeah. Disc, right. Um, of course, you know you got stuff like, like Bone Thugs and Harmony, East East nineteen ninety nine. You got mm-hmm. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, Damn. I mean that mm-hmm. album right there. Mm-hmm. Fire, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got that that J Cole with that Forest Hill. That's what it's called, Forest Hill. Yeah, Forest Hills. Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. just we're thinking newer. Yeah, that's definitely another one. <laughs> Let's talk about Christian artists here now, specifically. Who were some of your top dudes on the Christian rap game, bro? Uh, lyrically Dayton. Dayton goes hard, bro. That Dayton dude goes spit. Um, uh, creatively swoop. I think okay. That dude yeah. is really different. Um, you know who's somebody who I didn't like in the very beginning, but has become one of my favorites is KB. KB, nice. Yeah, like yeah. his first stuff, I was like, eh, but just like lately, like song after song, everything, I'm like. Like I, and even just like um, his little clips of him talking and kind of what he represents, like I, I like I, I respect that, you know. So yeah, yeah, you know who who's really kind of grown on me throughout the years too, man. It's been a uh, Ishan Burgundy. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ishan got barred, bro. Yeah, that yeah, dude's yeah. nice, man. That dude's nice. I'd love to see. That's another dude I'd like to see you do something with, man. Right there, mm-hmm. Ishan, man. I can see that one. That would be real dope, man. That's gonna about wrap it up for us today, man. Um, I got a shout out to my sponsors right now, man. I got a shout out to the sponsors. You know, everybody that's seen the productions and Separate Mind Productions and, and my brother and his architect firm, uh, Reach Architects in Austin, Texas. Um, they make this possible, man. And they, you know, I wanna thank them for their generous donations and their support. And, uh, you know, and uh, I wanna thank everybody for listening. Everybody who's joining us, you know, everybody who's, who's continued to support us, man. The, the podcast is growing, man. I didn't, I didn't see this coming, man. But you know, God's good, right? <laughs> so it's growing, mm-hmm. man. It's doing well. Um, yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening. If you are listening, man, please continue to, to give us your support. You know, Brandon, if you don't mind, man, uh, like if you would lead us out with some prayer, man, if it's cool. Mm-hmm. Just kind of end it with a little small, short, sweet prayer. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Um, God, thank you for this opportunity that we've had to connect. Um, I pray that whoever listens to this uh, just expand their mind and expand their heart a little bit um, in their search for you first and foremost, in their connection and relationship with you first and foremost. Um, but even in their connection with their brother and sister, um, so many times we allow things to divide us that are just. I mean, just sometimes there's good reasons for them. Um, other times, just very misled. Uh, but regardless, God, you can bring healing and bring unity in places. And so, um, I just pray that your Holy Spirit bring unity as it brought unity in this conversation that we had here. Um, in our love for the culture of hip hop and just our brotherhood in Jesus. I just want to end this words you gave us, God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen, man. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm your host, C26, y'all. Thank you for joining me on The Cradle Catholic. We're going to wrap it up right now. And uh, the song you're about to hear as we fade out, man, is, is another song by The Symbol. And the song's called Amen. God bless. They conquered them by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their existence. Love for life did not deter them from death. Can I get an amen? Amen. I said, Can I get an amen? Let the whole church say amen. Amen. Let the whole church say amen. Try me, oh, try me, I hope that he